It's gone. A whole 20 volume set of world literature for children. What? Why would I want that baby crap? Hey, Hannah looked real hard to find that. Even a homeless teenage runaway like you deserves something at Christmas. I have a home. I choose not to go there. <laughs> Six months on the streets means you're homeless, kid. Unlike you bums, I can go home anytime I want. Yeah, the ones that say that never do. And you're no different than the rest. Oh, yeah? Speak for yourself! Ah! <gasps> That's Dostoyevsky! Be careful with that! I'm not gonna take your crap on this day of old days! Ah! What is wrong with you? My father didn't even hit me! Then I'll do it for him, and a few extra to make up for all the years! A respect for your elders, kid. I'm not a kid. Is this what passes for a boob these days? That's sexual harassment. You, no, you just stop. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where this is a Christmas present from God. She's our baby! My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Satoshi Khan's Christmas classic, Tokyo Godfathers. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? Well, we're uh, switching it up a little. We're going with uh, Pino. Yes. Noir. And this one's called Angels, Inc., and uh, I picked this one out because there was references in the movie to angels. Yeah, Christmas miracles. Yes, I mean, miracle. It had ink, a little bit of You know what I mean? Little animation for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you winked at me. Yeah. <laughs> Get the message across. <laughs> happy New Year, by the way. This yeah, is uh, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to anyone listening. We unfortunately had to uh, not do the Christmas episode when we should have, and then had to wait an extra week because everyone in my work who was a bartender got COVID. So uh, we've been. And then I came down with shingles. Yeah, <laughs> you you're currently dealing with shingles, yeah, exactly. And we fortunately don't have COVID, but no. you know the show must go on. No, I did not get COVID, but I got shingles of all things. Yeah, which in its own way is is just as traumatic. Yes. So, hey, we we gotta power through this bitch. Uh, so, Dad, why don't you? Uh... Excuse me, pardon me. Well, that kind of uh, hey. <laughs> that decides it for me, I guess. Yeah, I wanted Wayne. to do something else. Now that Little Wayne, I happy guess. Happy New Year, Little Wayne. Okay. Yeah, Happy New Year, Little Wayne. <laughs> I wonder how we got off the train. We haven't really addressed uh, the drama that ensued on our last episode. Yeah, either. I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, I just think everybody was relieved that they were, you know, yeah, absolved of the any wrongdoing and the death of, or I don't know if it's necessarily a death. <sighs> yeah, well, it probably felt that way to old Muskie, but I'm sure he'll tell us all yeah. about it. So why don't you hit him with the poor? Will do. There you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Is Who that... got their baby in this bar? <laughs> Muskie, what the fuck is going on? Is that in the back? <laughs> hey! Sh- shut up! This... <laughs> Muskie runs out. <laughs> hey, listen. I know I shouldn't be screaming either, but you guys gotta be fucking quiet. Muskie, is there a baby here? Do you have a child in this bar? In this 
pretty much empty bar by yourself. Yeah, motherfucker, that's my goddamn kid. So watch him out. <laughs> what? What do you mean you have a kid? Well, you know, after the bullshit that you guys put me through last week, you know, I had to dis- yeah, I had to get rid of the body. And uh, lo and behold, my girl was realer than I thought because uh, there was a fucking baby in there. And um, all it does is seem to want to cry. Uh, it's this. I don't really want to show you. It's kind of gross. It's got two human legs and uh, it kind of looks like a, a Cabbage Patch doll, but it won't shut the fuck up. Ah, oh, musky. I- <laughs> wow, that really sounds like a robot crying. <laughs> wow. An auto-tuned baby musky? Were you, I mean, I guess you did say that uh, What's-Her-Face was a good singer. Her name was Beth, you son of a bitch. Don't <laughs> disrespect her. <laughs> we gotta move on, Muskie. This, uh, just keep your fucking baby quiet, because otherwise I don't really want to hear it. Muskie and his freaking robots. Yeah. <laughs> just can't help himself. <laughs> you let one go and you bring back a child, so, hey, you're better than Drake, I guess, for addressing it. <laughs> but dad now that our wine is all poured out why don't you uh tell us a little about this movie this is the 2003 japanese animated tragic comedy adventure film i always love these wikipedia like mm, you know, all the genres mul- yeah, laid exactly. out in front of you tragic comedy might be one of my favorite genres i would though. just like to call it a christmas movie yeah for sure it is all-encompassing christmas movie and of course um our favorite satoshi khan at least one of my favorites yeah no satoshi khan is like day one for me yeah. i've always loved that yeah. dude i mean it's a, just a tragedy that he died so young i mean was i can it? only imagine what he would have done if he was still alive today yeah he died in did he die before 2010 i think he died not too long after paprika came out but yeah satoshi khan would have been uh the true heir apparent to you know a miyazaki type i mean he's the most renowned anime director that yeah. i know of, of uh aside from miyazaki right Although there are people like the Your Name guy, and I'll be honest, nobody really compares this to Satoshi Khan. He died on August 24th, 2010, so RIP, my guy. Yes, and uh, it was his third film, and it was his second that he both wrote and directed. Hmm. And there is no live action of it, although that's sort of surprising to me, because I feel like this one would just be like a, an easy live action I would agree. It feels like this is one of the the movies that we've watched, at least on this podcast, that would pretty easily uh, transition into a yeah. live action. Although, I don't think it did very well. But right? it's sort of funny. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't really see I think it only had in... like an $800,000 box office. Probably. Most yeah. of Khan's movies didn't do well financially, I don't believe. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those people who received the acclaim, but not maybe the yeah, cash. Right. Unfortunately, Roger Ebert actually gave you know gave this film three stars. So mm. he said it was a har- harrowing and heartwarming. Wow, very uh, verbose. Yeah, <laughs> a very verbose description. And uh, very high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, as uh, I would have uh, expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the critics gave it ninety one percent based on 74 reviews, and the audience uh, also 91%. Yeah. Straight across the board, 91s. Yeah. On 10,000 plus ratings, too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I would agree. I think this is like an upper tier movie. Not a great movie. It is a good movie. Maybe even a little lower than 90. But uh, I I mean, this movie has a special place in my heart, but we can, you know, get there when we get there. So uh, now that we've uh, talked a little about, I guess, Roger Ebert's opinion, let's get the, the rest of the internet on board. So this is uh, Letterboxd Worst Reviews. 
So first one up, two stars by Ike on January 27, 2021. Portraying homelessness as a choice stemming from moral failures? No thanks. Intentionally using literal divine intervention miracles as the only plot connecting devices? No thanks. Writing a three-dimensional transgender character? Actually pretty cool. Constantly making her the butt of, joke, uh, butt of the joke? No thanks. Overly sentimental and unbearably cheesy? Must be a Christmas movie. I uh, didn't have really a problem with the uh, divine intervention like coincidence thing. It seemed that a lot of people who were talking about this movie on Letterboxd didn't get that that was supposed to be the fucking point. Yeah. They're like, oh, all these things keep happening and all these coincidences and I couldn't believe it. It's like, that is the movie. Yeah. So you watched the, it correctly. Yeah, it's just the, the Christmas miracle, you know, aspect of the movie. Yeah, turned and, up to uh, a 10. You know, I, bah humbug, you know? Yeah, Ike, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told anyone that in a while, but truly, you need to uh, buy it a little bit more, my friend. This is a con special. Uh, so another two stars by How's It? Yeah, there we go. On December 29, 2020, how many cars need to be crashed into buildings in one movie? It didn't seem like anybody had working brakes. It didn't seem like the car crash was the only viable way. Hey, it was snowing. That's true. (laughs) And as somebody who has been in a snowy car accident, well, car accident is a strong word, but... I haven't always been good on the on the icy roads, so I I mean, we lived in New Hampshire for, you know, Mm -hmm. 50-odd years, and... uh, yeah, cars don't stop in the snow. <laughs> You're going to have to keep going wherever you uh, were previously going. Uh, here's another two and a half stars by Joy on December 27, 2021. Ice Age, but Sid is a drag queen. <laughs> I forgot about uh, the Ice Age movies, and once I figured out that this was also sort of loosely based on the, what, Three Godfathers uh, Western movie, this is sort of a rehash of, like, the, the familiar uh, movie plot of a bunch of dudes just... carrying a baby around essentially i never watched the ice age movies i remember seeing the first two i don't remember anything after that i think i remember the dodo birds like jumping off of some cliff but the ice age thing well they came uh, out around the same time that the pixar started you know yeah they they were in that uh the arms race of yeah uh, (laughs) american uh, they just didn't in in my mind like they just didn't you know uh, they weren't as good as the Pixar stuff, so I sort of had this, like, nah, I ain't gonna watch that crap. Yeah, it was DreamWorks, I believe. I think that was it. But yeah, well, if you were gonna fall on the, uh, the the side of Pixar, I remember doing the same thing. I was like, these movies just don't don't hit the same. Yeah. So They actually were pretty popular, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, they had uh, a bunch, and I think they have a new Disney Plus show coming out. Yeah, with the... the uh, I think they're like muskrats or something, but oh, it's still going. The Ice Age franchise is going strong into the Disney Plus world, which is really where I want to end up. I think if we can be syndicated on Disney Were Plus. muskrats like huge in the Ice Age world or is that, uh, or are they just, of course, no, they, they, one of the characters in Ice Age was just like a squirrel, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Like a prehistoric squirrel <laughs> who always wanted to get his nut. <laughs> That, I mean, that was probably the most relatable character uh, of any movie, just trying to constantly uh, seek it out no matter what. But, hey, uh, we got a couple more here, so I'm going to bang through it. Three stars by AJ on December 25th. Oh, happy Merry Christmas, 2021. Good news. Watch this movie on Christmas Eve. Bad news. I was too drunk to understand what the fuck was going on. I'm not, like, a huge fan of getting fucked up on the holidays. I don't know why people like to do that, but I've always, like... I've never sought out getting fucked up on the holidays, especially Christmas. Like, if I'm around you guys getting sloshed, that'd be kind of weird. I think it just goes because people have time off and the first thing, I'm going to get drunk. Yeah. 
Well, you know, who am I to say? I get fucking high all the time, so <laughs> everybody has their their. Oh, I've had my drinks around Christmas, so. Yeah, I have a long life, so maybe I'm gonna fuck around and you know, <laughs> be an alcoholic for Christmas one year. Uh, we got one uh, three stars by Joe on December twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Got to respect an anime so actively hostile to the idea of sellable merch. I think this is a this is a good opportunity to talk to you uh, talk to you about starting a merch. Since we only have so many viewers, we might as well just double down. We need to entrench ourselves even more into this what, show. So me and my dad watch anime t-shirts yeah. and so forth? It would be one of Musky holding the baby, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we need to like dig ourselves too deep into a hole with this show that we need to succeed. Yeah, we're we going to have to think about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if anybody uh, wants a me and my dad watch anime t-shirt... <laughs> Somehow get my number and text me. Otherwise, I won't do it. I don't. I won't believe you if you really want it. Um, no, we'll find out. We sold three. It's like, did you buy one? Yeah, I yeah. bought one. <laughs> oh, Troy you, bought one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all of our. We listeners. sold one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Troy. Yeah, I bought one of your damn shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my uh, credit card got declined. So. So my whole family bought one shirt. Yeah. yeah do you mind it. just Venmoing the money? Because I kind of <laughs> did you a favor. Um, but finally, we have uh, three stars by Dave on December 24, twenty four, twenty one. The gang finds a dumpster baby. <laughs> Dad, now that we've illuminated the internet's thoughts, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Well, I want to first just talk about Satoshi Khan. I mean, he just really upped the anime game. Because mm -hmm. um, I was looking, you know, I did sort of a deep dive on him after watching this movie, and uh, I was just intrigued by his... The way that he directed, mm -hmm. where he used these matching scene transitions and so forth, mm -hmm. and just how he always added these little elements to the the film. Like there was one part in the film when uh, Jin is getting his ass kicked, mm -hmm. and if you look in the buildings in the background, there's four windows on his side and four windows on on the side of the thing, mm -hmm. and they're like life meters. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, so you see, like, at first he comes out, and I think he gets one kick in or something, or the guy goes to kick him and falls down, and you see the, you know, one light go out on him. Hmm. And then he gets back up, and he hits Jin, boom, and then you see one light go down. And then he just starts banging, and then all of a sudden, when he's out, hmm. all the lights are off. I love that. And then all of a sudden, when he gets back up, you see the lights start to come back on. So he has these life meters in the back. Hmm. And um, it's just all these little little things in his movies that just really intrigued the attention me. to detail yeah for exactly sure. i mean he really thought about you know what he was doing i mean and he was obviously he said that you know he you know people had said well maybe you'd want to get into live you know directing but mm. he said that his cuts were too like he had these no really way. fast cuts yeah. that he wanted that he could never achieve in a live action film mm. i mean imagine something like paprika which has some of the most intricate editing i've seen in anything i couldn't even fathom that in a, a live action situation right. so between okay so we've watched all of his movies now i i think there wasn't anything after paprika so paprika tokyo godfather's millennial actress and perfect blue how would you rank those if what's your con rushmore between his four movies um i feel like you like millennial actress the most i did for some reason i can't i've I remember I had strong feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. You were yeah, you were very yeah. adamant that it was a good movie. Yeah. That was like early on in our show and you were like yeah, yeah. you were gunning you were for like, it. Oh wow, you know, you're you're really serious about it. Like, yeah, because I I I had made the case that he should have gotten like an, an Oscar and I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. you made the Oscar uh, the right. retrospective Oscar argument. Right. 
Yeah, I would say millennial actress, perfect blue. Mm-hmm. I would put Tokyo Godfather's next and over Pap- Paprika. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind Paprika, but it was a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it no. was a harder story to follow, I guess, for me. And uh, there wasn't as much emotional resonance, right? For sure. I, I mean, I look at Tokyo Godfather's uh, probably in that third movie tier. I, I think Perfect Blue for me is is number one, uh, and then. It would be uh, Millennial Actress, then Tokyo Godfathers, and probably uh, Paprika. But I I remember when I first saw this movie and how it influenced me with uh, the first book that I wrote. And I remember telling you about this. So this movie always has like a, a pretty special place in my heart. Even though it's a Christmas movie and I've only watched it like a handful of times. It always... Danny... Or, excuse me. Um, Hannah. Hannah inspired my my danny character and i she Uh, is the same i always look at that character as like a mother figure in my mind it's just like someone who inspired me so i I love satoshi yeah i did not know that yeah it's uh i i took a lot out of even paprika i mean satoshi khan is like an integral part of my uh journey to being a, a more literate artistic person i suppose even in the realm of films i really only had one other thing to bring up since i kind of already spouted how much i love this guy i think we need more miracles on Christmas. Like what, what happened to the, the world where miracles just stopped happening? Cause you used to hear about, you know, over the, the thousand something years that we've been able to record history, like, Oh, okay. This miracle happened. And you know, this person came into town and everything changed. Like we need more miracles. What happened to that shit? I yeah. guess it's all just stories anyways, but right. it's sad that we don't live in a world where we think miracles happen anymore. I was, um, I, I found it interesting too. Cause I, for some reason I didn't, realize that tokyo got snow yeah I, I i don't know i had this idea that they only had snow like up in the mountains like in the northern section of of japan mm-hmm. but obviously it does snow in in japan and it's beautiful i've seen like a lot of snowy japan pictures and right? then i was questioning is christianity like a big thing in japan yeah well didn't you we watched silence remember with uh scorsese that whole movie is about the the Christian indoctrination of the Japanese and how they they went on their you know manifestation of Christian destiny throughout the world and just try to convert people. But yeah, but didn't it fail? I mean, weren't I'm sure weren't... it's stuck. I don't think there's almost any place in the world where like Christianity didn't uh, burrow a hole in someone's head. Yeah. So I'm sure it has its place in uh, Japan. Whether I mean, it's having pre- gone to Tokyo, I don't remember seeing any churches. Yeah, of course we weren't in. Uh, I mean, we were, you know, right in that city. I can't imagine that there were any. Let's see, Christianity in Tokyo or in Japan, and I spelled Christianity completely wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, this is gonna lead me down a, a Wikipedia rabbit hole. I just wanted a fucking number. Okay, here we are. The majority of Japanese couples, typically sixty to seven percent, are wed in Christian ceremonies. Uh, between 1 and 1.5% of the population claims Christian beliefs or affiliation. So that's interesting. They have a lot of Christian weddings, but only about 1% to 2% at the best is going to be actually uh, buying into Christianity. Right. I guess the the marriage thing is like everybody gets like a quote-unquote, what is even like a non-Christian marriage? I guess the Jewish thing where you're fucking stepping on a cup or something. Yeah, right. I wish there was just more unconventional forms for a marriage uh to like the ceremony in itself like things that are accepted by the law but it's completely bonkers like okay we're gonna 
build a giant effigy and that counts as the marriage and when we burn it that's like the 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 the, the thing that actually makes it real i don't know just the whole i being that i've actually married someone before and i kind of know how that shit works like I don't know. I want more, I want crazier things to happen. If I'm going to go pay $45 for a, a license to be able to marry people, I kind of want to do cool shit too. <laughs> so uh, I guess the world, get on that. Uh, was there any takeaway or any unintentional lesson that you had from this movie? Yeah, one of my takeaways is uh, don't fuck with cats. Yeah, <laughs> that's still, that mean, still plays. Uh, Miyuki, uh, is that her name? Mi- uh, Miyuki. Miyuki. I mean, she straight up stabs her father. With basically a freaking butter knife. Yeah. Because he thinks that he freaking like let her, you know, her cat cat out of the house or or got rid of the cat. I mean, come on now. Is it ever confirmed whether he did get rid of the cat? No, he didn't. He didn't. So No, because at at some point um, she reads something that says... Uh, Angel came back because the cat's oh. name was Angel. Oh, <laughs> and she I said, "Yeah," and she and he, she sees that you know, okay, come back home. The cat came back, mm-hmm. so the cat just got out of the house, and but she just like straight up blamed her father and then stabs him. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that could uh, incite me to stab like you or mom. <laughs> I, I mean, to even like it would have to be a complete accident. I would have to like fall over and like stick you in the stomach or something like that, but. To even get in the mind frame of like, all right, I'm going to stab my dad. I guess when you're 15, 16, you can kind of like jump that, uh, <laughs> jump that bar to get there. Uh, the only lessons that I had from this one were food can't fill an empty head. And I took this, especially since we were just through the holidays. Food actually makes me kind of stupid. The more that I eat, the dumber I feel. So that certainly played for me here. And uh, no man <laughs> is an island. As uh, someone who is, you know been single and lives alone you do need some uh <laughs> some help along the way and i'm glad i have like you and mom to hang out with otherwise i'd probably still be in my COVID hole so i i'm glad i'm not on an island by myself it's always interesting to know why people become homeless you know what i mean like what's their story you know and it see, always just seems very there really is not really a great reason why they get on the streets or mm. I guess it is more of a mental health type of thing. Well, there's always like guilt. Like a lot of these people, even in this movie, had some sort of guilt about the things that they were doing. And I mean, I guess in that comment, some moral failing isn't always a great explanation for homelessness. Uh, it, you do almost have to like divvy them up between people who choose and people who don't. And it feels like the people who choose to be homeless are like van people. It doesn't feel like those are the same thing. They're not. But yeah, I'm, I'm, th- that was the question I fucking thought about all the time in terms of like vagabonds and like being a nomad. Like why, why would you leave home? Why would you become? Well, I think anybody that grows up in a, in a town or city, um, there's always like, you know, a few people that are in the downtown area that, you know, that are noted homeless people that mm. you see. Cause I can remember when I, we lived in New Hampshire and, there, I mean, not that New Hampshire had a lot of homeless people because it's freaking winter and it would be tough for them to survive during the winter. Yes, but they were definitely out there, but you always just wondered, like, how the hell, what happened? Like, they always had, like, a shopping cart hmm. and it was filled with, like, newspapers and stuff. And you'd just see them walking around, talking to themselves. Like, there was this one guy, he'd always just start, stop and start yelling at some dude, imaginary person. Hmm. And you always just wondered, what the hell is his story? Like, what sent him out on the street? Well, if he's yelling at nobody, that maybe kind of tells you everything you might need to know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's plenty of homeless people in Asheville, too. Oh, like, yeah. They're just... They're I, a huge I, amount. I, I, I would see as many as I used to. 
I feel like the the the, the unhoused, unhomed, homeless. Well, population. I think they were trying. They made a concerted effort to you know shoo them away. Yeah, I think at this point. Because they used to, you know, they'd be on the, you know, at the exits and stuff, you know, yeah. panhandling. And uh, I think they, the cops were definitely getting those people to get off the, uh, off the streets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder, let's say, how many fucking dollars? Okay, that's a million. I'm going to divide a billion dollars by 10,000. Because my whole fucking thing is that I believe we probably could house as many people as we need. We could house a hundred thousand people in a tiny home with their own tiny home if we put up a billion dollars. So instead of buying merch, let's all just start crowdfunding for yeah. well, a hundred thousand tiny homes. The for thing of people. it is, is just that they don't always just they don't want to live anywhere. Like they literally go out. I, I saw a documentary once where they tried to you know house homeless people, mm. and a large percentage percentage of them just went back on the streets, hmm. even given an apartment for free. A place to live. What was the 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 idea of the documentary? Like, what was the the point that they came to? The finding. I can't remember because it was a long time ago when I saw it. Yeah. I mean, it had it, like I said, it had more to do with these people or just you know it was their mental health that mm. that was driving them out on the streets. It wasn't necessarily well. They you know obviously they didn't have jobs and and so forth and you know they were forced out at, on the streets. But even given the fact that they they housed them, they still ended up back out on the street. I think the uh, the whole homeless thing is, like, so sad and hard to talk about in a way that, like, you're always kind of, like, towing the lines, like, all right, they're probably mentally ill. and But I, I miss the days where there was the, the voluntary vagabondism, the people who were, like, hopping trains and fucking just, like, drifting through the cities. The fact that we live in this society now where everything is so densely populated, it doesn't feel that you can just sort of disappear like that. Well, what was that? movie that came out that won an oscar um where people you know they were uh what's her name what is the the plot it was just people that like go out and live in a van and stuff like that these all these people was it with shia labeouf no wasn't no. with shia labeouf american honey would have been that movie no those are kind of vagabonds the people who just drift and selling magazines yeah i mean but there's just like you know, a lot of people that are just, I just watched something on YouTube. There's this woman that's driving around in a Prius, hmm. like living out of a Prius. And she's just traveling around with her dog. Nomadland. Yes, right? Nomadland. Yeah. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. I love the drifter idea. And I guess that's a little bit more, you know, of a conscious decision and not so much being forced out into the streets for any various economic mental health reason. But yeah, I, uh, I like to make that distinction. If I was to become homeless, I would want it to be for the reason of like, I'm just... Drifting through the world. I'm kind of like, what, Louie in uh, the vampire movie? Just traveling the world for <laughs> centuries. Uh, so, Dad, it's game day. Uh, last season of the... Uh, uh, last game of the season, actually. Yep. This is... I can't even tell you. This would be week fifth. Nah, I don't remember when... We, actually, we introduced Patrick Erskine episode 14, so... 40 plus weeks of football <laughs> a 40 plus week season so we're finally coming to the end of this long stretch and uh erskine has a chance to it's not just only like a traveling caravan of you know football bringing it to 
the masses and yeah. city to city. This is Station Eleven post-apocalyptic <laughs> XFL football. Yeah. He's just going city to city yeah. helping people, showing them a the good time. Traveling football team. <laughs> <laughs> the traveling vipers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. Looking uh, for anybody to play. Yeah, we uh, we got a team together, man. We want you to come to our town, man. Yeah. We're gonna kick your ass. Every couple of weeks, the special team goes down to this road, and we, yeah, everybody right. else goes this way. Yeah, so we we have an oh, the practice squad. Yeah, the practice squad dips away, <laughs> yeah. and we go off to try to win a, a Super Bowl or whatever. I can't even remember. I don't know what the big go- uh, game is in the XFL. I'm sure they have the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. I think they had to cancel the the only XFL season they had because of COVID. So I don't even know if they got to have their playoffs really? originally. I don't know. I can't remember. It feels like a forever ago. But you know. We still got a lot to do here, and we have a chance to uh, get the number one seat today with a win. Uh, with all the other wins, we might as well try to get the one seat as well. So let's see where the first three points of this game are going to go. So three lies and a truth. So entry number one. In an interview about the film, Satoshi Khan described himself as kind of a Scrooge when it came to Christmas, and actually preferred Halloween over the other holidays. Entry number two. To help shape his characters, Satoshi Khan interviewed over 75 homeless people around Tokyo, and he even gave one of his interviewees a small voice role as the role of the dying old man. Entry number three. To find their perfect Kyoko, Studio Madhouse put out a casting call for crying babies and recorded over 100-plus infants crying before making their final choice. And then finally, Satoshi Khan made his decision to cast actress Aya Okamoto for the character of Miyuki after seeing her in another film and then shortly seeing her on the cover of a magazine and believed that projects without such coincidences don't do as well. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? I think the first one's a lie. I don't think he was kind of a Scrooge. No? You think he loved Christmas? Well, he made a movie about it (laughs) yeah he was not trying to excise any christmas demons with this one i hate christmas i'm gonna make a movie about it (laughs) truly truly a scrooge move in that case uh but yes that is a lie uh in an interview that i listened to him he i guess just likes to get drunk so he's one of those people who likes to have a drink with his friends on the holidays so uh i guess satoshi was quite a chain smoker too he, well, didn't he die of like lung cancer? Or was I it? don't know if it. Yeah, I know he had cancer, whether it was lung cancer or not. But yeah, I can't remember. I always seem either. to see pictures or I've seen video of him just like with a freaking ashtray, just like full of butts. It seems like a lot of. Well, even like Miyazaki is a smoker. I don't know if he still is, but smoking in Japan is seemingly more widespread than other places really it seems that way i mean even they just still have like indoor smoking too remember we went to all those places uh in japan that lets you smoke inside uh, yeah. there's a few uh so what else do you think is going to be a lie i don't think he interviewed homeless people either no you don't think nah. he uh went around gave a role to nah. <laughs> some dude yeah <laughs> yes that is also a lie so uh we're down to <laughs> studio madhouse bringing in a bunch of babies to be recorded crying or Satoshi Khan uh, finding a coincidence enough to uh, hire Aya Okamoto. Yeah, I don't think he they would have <laughs> gone to that to get the perfect crying baby. That just seems ridiculous to me. Dad, you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> so Satoshi Khan, this, I mean, there was not a lot of information on this movie. No, there wasn't. And like I said, I had to listen to some interview and... Uh, you know, read through all the the transcription of it, but yeah, that's the truth. They just saw him in a movie, saw him in a magazine, be like, "You're the person. You're you're the voice that I need for my Miyuki." Uh, so, Dad, game day. Uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers are get ready in the tunnel. But uh, as always, we got to send it over to our our co-host to 
really put this one into perspective. So, Joe, hit him hit with him those, with those horns. horns! Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook. And to my left, I'm joined by Cliff Jockage. Cliff. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. And together we're coming to you live from Virginia Beach Arena in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We're anticipating a great game between the Virginia Beach Veteran Vagabonds and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tanerskines riding a wave of W's into the Vipers' first postseason, but he's got one last week to go against the Veteran Vagabonds and their free-roaming ball hawk, Charmander, clapping no hands, Hamperstein. Back to you, Drew. Charmander clap with no hands Hamperstein is going to be out there looking to pick your ass off, Dad. So I hope you are ready. I hope Erskine is ready. I hate to say that I'm probably not as ready as I should be. Well, you know, you won't be eliminated from playoff contention, but... You know, it was New Year's... I got shingles. Yeah, Yeah, Erskine, we've, we've also decided that Erskine is like a late career Gardner Minshew, considering that he's a journeyman, so... I, I now picture Patrick with that uh, that uh, that handlebar mustache. Yeah. So great visuals. Well, it's not really handlebar; it's more Fu Man. I guess that's true. Yeah, handlebar would insinuate when it's a little more. Th- yeah, they twirl up the ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, so, Dad, first half question number one: What Russian author is thrown at Jin before the baby is found? Is it A. Tolstoy, B. Nabokov, C. Dostoevsky, or D. Gogol? Eh. I'm going to say A, Tolstoy. A, Tolstoy? Alrighty, Joe. Back to you. Drew, the XFL's 2022 postseason is right around the corner, and after a late-season win streak, the Vipers are battling for the number one seed in their conference. But the veteran Vagabonds are on a mean streak of their own, so let's see who gets left out in the Virginia Beach cold. Erskine drops back. Fake pitch, and he rolls right. Now we'll throw a dart to the sideline. But the pass is jumping. The core is running the other way. <laughs> Shake Shack engaged to a Dolphin Dragoon. Stealing an early one from Erskine for a huge veteran vagabond touchdown. Damn, Dad. That's uh, that's a tough way to start this one out. And um, Shake Shack engaged to a Dolphin Dragoon uh, made you look like a fool in that one. So uh, I'm telling you. you. You're only down four points. We do have three <laughs> to seven in the moment, so... Uh, a pick six can't kill you at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm looking at these questions, and uh, you're about to have a meltdown. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> you do have your fuck that. Remember, yeah. dude, you have that uh, currently on the arm of your your mic. So maybe you need to put that on your own arm. Yeah. So question number two: In his telling, how old was Jin's daughter when he left his family? Is it A five, B six, C seven, or D eight? I'm gonna say D. D. Yeah. Alrighty, Joe. Back to you, Drew. It's a minefield of trash and dirty needles out there on the Virginia Beach turf, and Erskine is doing everything he can to avoid hepatitis B as uh, the pass rush continues the the blow in. Cliff, this is just not what you want to see from uh, Erskine, who can't seem to get this one going. What do you think happened? I'm sorry. (laughs) I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Cliff, come on! (laughs) You're already a bad co-host. What the fuck? Whatever. Uh, Back to you, Drew. Jeez, Cliff, that's that's tough to I'm see. I'm sitting here reading this stuff and I'm like not listening what the hell you were saying. That's okay. You know, we we got to power through. Like you said, Shingle's brain is yeah. is part of this podcast um, for sure. Uh, I'm struggling. Yeah, post holidays, right near the postseason, things are things are getting tough. All right, question number three: What is the license plate on the mob boss's car? 
Is it A, 4664, B, 0619, C, 5726, or D, 8893? <laughs> I'm going to have to pull out the... Uh, the fuck it? Yeah. That's good, because you were probably going to fuck that oh, one no, up. Oh, no, this one's... Yeah, I have yeah. no clue. All righty, Joe. Uh, looks like Erskine is about to call an audible. What's going to happen? Drew, with two minutes remaining in the half, the Vipers are coming out in their busking for pussy package. Erskine drops back. He's scanning the field. He sees something he likes, and Patrick throws a laser, and it's caught! Farmguard holding my Dogecoin Coolidge, letting the ball fall into his hands, and that's going to be a touchdown, Vipers! <laughs> All right. 10-7. to seven. <laughs> Taking the lead going into halftime. <laughs> Woo! That was uh, a scary start, but fuck, dude. You still got a whole second half to get through. So uh, Joe Cuck is, you know, running down from the booth, about to burst into the uh, the, the locker room. Patrick, how do you feel out there? You look a little uh, less than uh, energetic and ready for this game than you usually are. Well, Joe, you know, uh, as you know, I'm a man that likes to, you know, celebrate the holidays. And uh, New Year's is probably one of my more favorite because uh, the girls tend to, you know, Get a little uh, drunk and uh, they're a little bit more uh, receptive to my advances. I uh, I hate that you have to get them drunk, per- uh, Erskine. It feels uh, it feels like no, no, I, not really. But you know, <laughs> after all, I'm a freaking star. You know what I mean? And uh, that's true. We we we've double teamed. Just some makes things together. a little easier. I yeah. Well, you know, just just tread lightly. I know that uh, it's also affecting your game uh, on the field. So. Maybe the alcohol is something that you need to uh, tamper back as we head into the new year, especially yeah. in the postseason. Do you not agree? Yeah, you're probably right, Joe. Well, <laughs> let's see if you can pull this one together for the rest <laughs> of the game there, buddy. Uh, so, Dad, let's jump right back into this uh, second half, question number four. Um, in the abandoned house, what is the uh, famous sci-fi movie they have a VHS of? Is it A, Alien, B, Star Wars, C, Blade Runner, or D, Close Encounters? Ugh. Um, I'm going to say Close Encounters. Close Encounters. All righty, Joe, let him hear it. Drew, I can't imagine what it's like to be homeless, but if I could bet it would feel like taking three sacks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bad joke, Joe. Yeah, I know. Should have got your uh, lineman better gifts there, Erskine, you Scrooge. Wow. Did Erskine not get his lineman any Rolexes or any gifts? Uh, yeah, they might be a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> Every quarterback gets their fucking lineman gifts. You didn't get him anything? I, yeah, I was too busy. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, too uh, busy getting your dick wet. <laughs> getting hung over for this game. So If hey. they would have came out with me. I mean, I tried to get them to come out party with me, but, you know, they're like, hey, no, we're, we're trying to, you know, keep things under control for the playoffs. And <laughs> Try like, not to get Omicron. <laughs> you, yeah, the fact that you haven't infected your team yet. Have we ever figured out that if you're vaccinated or not? No, I'm immunized. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number five. What, what Tokyo Ward was the baby stolen from? Is it A, Shinjuku, B, uh, Edogawa, C, Shinagawa, or D, Nakano? Nakano. Oh, boy. I'm going to just say A, Shinjuku. A, Shinjuku. All righty, Joe, let him hear it. Drew, I'm being told that Patrick Erskine was seen accepting a bottle for one of the roaming vagrants around the Virginia Beach Arena. And that may explain why he was uh, really bad at making decisions on that last drive. So Erskine is accepting bottles from, I guess, the, the homeless around the stadium, not even the, the veteran vagabonds that you're playing. 
You're really, you're really on one this week. Dude. Is my uh, Gatorade bottle actually filled with vodka or something? I mean, I don't know. It it might, it might be more wine than Gatorade. <laughs> I told this the water week. boy, like, yeah, spike that baby. Yeah, deflate my balls. And I'm hungover. S- I need you know hair of the dog over here, man. <laughs> that's that's the only way that you're gonna get through this one alive. But hey, I mean, we only have one question left, and you're technically leading. So I think I know this one. Do you? I do. Okay. Well. Let's fucking hear it. Uh, question number six. What is the total jackpot for the lottery? Is it A, 100 million, B, 200 million, C, 350 million, or D, 500 million? I believe it was A. A? 100 million, yeah. All righty, Joe. How's this game going to end? Drew, we're in the final minute of this game, and the Vipers are coming out on there. Took my snake out of the train package. First <laughs> guy takes a snap. The pocket is falling apart, and Patrick is winning outright. Now we'll square shoulders just like this one downfield. But he's going to take it up, and it's... Intercepted! <laughs> Interception, Vagabonds! Charmander, clap with no hands, Hammerstein! Making the game-changing turnover, and the veteran Vagabonds are going to take this one all the way back to the end zone! Oh the Vipers lose this one as the clock is taken down to zero! What an absolute debacle by Erskine in the last seconds of the game. I, I could have sworn it was 100. It's 200. Damn it. It was 200 million, and I think, what was the, the winning numbers? Was it just the, all ones? Yeah, all ones. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So... That's Damn a heartbreaker, it. dude. You should have went for the one that you knew it wasn't if you just wanted to fucking survive this game. That's how you got to use your header, Sky, and you're getting your... <laughs> you got to pick the ones that are wrong, uh, or at least the ones that are going to be a punt. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm frustrated for you, and I'm sure you're heading back in the locker room feeling pretty <laughs> down on yourself. Now that we missed out on the number one seed, unless... Uh, That's all right. I mean, maybe another team. I'm sure... One Home of- field advantages means nothing to me. Well, there is still a chance that you do end up with a first seed, depending on uh, if any of the other 40 or so teams that we played <laughs> lose in a, a certain succession. So, you know, things things are still up in the air. Yeah, we don't know just okay. yet. Home field is still, you know, able to be uh, able to be gone for you. So while we head back in the locker room and get a little more of this wine Gatorade, hop in this ice bath, uh, let's try to get our, our, our let's try to get the mood back, because honestly, I'm a little down. So uh, let's play some Would You Rather, too. A <laughs> I'm a little down for you. I just feel disappointed. Yeah. I wanted that one seed. I'm, like, invested in the Vipers thing now. I don't even think I should have played today. That's true. We should have put in your backup. <laughs> who was, uh, is it Limp Nicky? I should have had Is Limp Nicky your backup? I don't know. I should have just had the clipboard in my hand, you know? Yeah. I wonder, oh, we, actually, we're probably going to have to play, uh... DeCastro at some point during the playoffs. I feel like he might be ha- uh, he, him and uh, Smoothback Richie. Oh, <laughs> All these these familiar Smoothback, names have to yeah. they have to make uh, another fucking appearance for this this Super Bowl run. <laughs> so, Dad, would you rather uh, would you rather have a house baby that never grows up or have a compulsion to steal every baby you see? So, for the first one, imagine like a baby who lives in your house that never grows up, and you always have to take care of it. It's just going to be there. It's going to be fucking crying. You got to change its diapers. But it, in perpetuity, it'll be a baby. Uh, or any baby you see on the street, you're like consumed. You need to get that baby. Whether you, I mean, you could probably just dump it on the ground right after you get it, but you have to get it. You like need to get that baby. Yeah, I, I don't want to have a compulsion to steal every baby. I mean, that's that's going to get me in prison. If you're sneaky about it enough, though, you can probably just like get it. Get it out of your system, the fact that you've got the baby, and then just put it back down on the ground. Or even just put it back where you found it. 
I don't know. You could like, <laughs> I, you also have to play the long game. If you spot like a baby during the day, you would have to track it over the course of that day, follow it back home, sneak through the window, pick up the baby and be like, I got, I got the baby. And you put it back and you leave. So you're breaking and entering, but yeah, well, that's still a problem. That is still a problem. <laughs> you're tracking a baby town throughout the course of the day, <laughs> but a house baby that you ha- always have forever. I mean, I guess it's like having Stewie, but like being a real uh, baby. Just get a nanny. Ooh, that's a good idea. Hmm. I don't know if I could fuck this up for you by saying you can't get a nanny. <laughs> I'll let you have that. Whatever. You you know, after a tough loss, I'll say that you can hire a nanny. Although, because it's a perpetual baby, I'll say that it's very expensive. You still would do it. You'd still pay an expensive nanny to pay, take care of your forever baby. Yeah, I, I would be forced to. I think having a, a baby that never grows up is actually... What is it, a vampire? Yeah, it got bit as, <laughs> it got bit as a baby. Uh, well, it, it, you know, as a single person, maybe, like, having a baby around would be cool. But once they figure out that it's not my baby and the fact that it's never growing up, I don't know if that's going to help me or hurt me. Especially if I'm living in my own home with this baby. I don't want that baby. I don't know. I guess I would probably have to hire a nanny, too. I mean, you can't be going and stealing babies, even if you just grab them and put them back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a like, good thing you might get shot. Yeah, you're breaking and entering. You're <laughs> yeah. fucking making a whole scene. Yeah. I mean, that's that's about as bad as it can get. It's stealing babies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to hire the nanny and maybe I'll have a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger type of uh, affair. And maybe I'll have a real baby with my nanny. You know, the dream. That's like the funniest thing how all these, we talked about this before, but like, just stay with your celebrity wife. I don't know how many times we have to say it. But. All right. Would you rather give birth to the second coming of Christ out of your penis and you have to raise him till he's 33 or you have to spit on 10,000 people. And if you get caught, you have to start over from zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say for the first one, second coming of Christ, obviously, if he comes out of your penis... I'll say that he will fix you at the end of the 33 years. He'll repair your penis. (laughs) So you're kind of like raising him till he gets crucified again. Yeah. The question is how old are you when he give you give birth and 33 years later, he'll, he'll, you'll have to, he'll keep you alive. The, the baby Christ will like force you to be alive. I can't even imagine what your penis looks like after pushing a baby out of it. I mean, it's just, well, if you're going to try to reconstruct it right afterwards, I would almost want to have that baby prematurely. I would probably try to force myself to have a premature birth. Because would it matter if you prematurely birthed the second coming? If it came out as like <laughs> 52 weeks, if you yeah, just well, have like a, yeah, a fetus. Premature as a zygote or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a kidney stone at that yeah, point. Like, oh, there's a cell there. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if, like, uh, a, the, the second coming came out with, like, a congenital disease and everyone just, like, blamed you for it? It's just like, you you fucked up the baby Christ. He's That's got... not possible. Uh, you don't... You think the second coming would come out as a perfect baby? <laughs> of course. I wonder, you know, in the idea of the nativity, were people... Everybody knew right away that he was a big deal? Like, that Christ was... No, I don't think... Well, the wise men did. Yeah. Because they traveled and after seeing the, the stars. Uh, the angels said something to the shepherds or something like that. Mm. I mean, uh, this, I think the angels came out and announced it to, like, the shepherds. Because mm-hmm. it was only, like, shepherds and, uh, and the three wise men came. Yeah, and it was Mary and Joseph and a bunch of uh, animals in the, the manger. Is that the correct? Yeah. yeah. But there was no—I mean, it wasn't until he, you know, started—I don't know at what age, but he started, you know— 
preaching and stuff, and then people realized, but I don't think anyone understood that he was, you know, the son of God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was what was Joseph doing for those thirty three years? Did he die, die off early on, or was he kind of always like giving Mary the side eye? It's like, no. did she really fucking hook up with well, God, or who is this dude? Well, the angels came to him too, because oh, at first okay. he thought that she had messed around on him, and yeah. then they came and said, no, 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 you know, you didn't get cucked. Chill out. God man. just wanted you to have, you know. God. You wanted you to be an uncle. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted your girlfriend to be his and for so you to be an like, uncle. Hey, man, I mean, how the hell did you get break? And then God comes down and says, hey, 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 it was me, man. Well, <laughs> that, I mean, that is a is a classic thing. God's hooking up with mortals. But it, it with the, the Christianity thing, it made it seem like God was like a serial monogamous. Like he only wanted to be with Mary. Like he only is going to put one baby in Mary. And then someone like Zeus is like fucking everybody. He's turning into like a random animals and having sex with people left and right. I kind of wish we lived in a world where gods were not only a thing, but like we're fucking more people. Yeah. I want more demigods. Well, if there's ever a time where, you know, if God wants to come down and, and bring a, you know, a second child, it's probably now. <laughs> if God wants to come down and yeah. fuck me, do it, dog, because I need to know that you're up there. <laughs> if I only have to know that God's real by the size of his dick in my ass, then that might be all I need to know about Christianity. <laughs> yeah, that's about the best I could get is uh, having a, a sexual relationship with your father. <laughs> <laughs> so you move want, on yeah well so are you spitting on ten thousand people um yeah why not <sighs> i think that that shouldn't be too too hard i mean you could probably yeah. get away with that pretty easily yeah. ten thousand people though i don't know how you it, would choose the... well you just do it like in the movie like get on top of a building or something and when the crowds are going by you just drop a louis down there and mm. uh but you if know, you i mean I, I, once you see you, there's you no could... time limit right yeah, you just got to hit the 10K, and then you can, you know, move on but with your life after the fact. What's the the consequence if you don't? If you do, if you don't get caught? No, if you you said spit on 10,000 people, but what if you just like you know you're a thousand in and you take a little break and? <laughs> I'll say that the the spit you like need to get it out. It's like corrosive. Like the the spit is not maybe corrosive to the people you spit it on, but if you keep it in you. It'll start to burn your jaw away. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. No. I mean, what? I mean, compared to getting uh, Christ pushed out of your dick and having to raise him to be. Also, what happens if you raise him to be kind of a dick? What happens if you have the second coming and the the angels come down and be like, "Yeah, you you have been chosen to bring uh, the the second coming into Earth," and then for the first like. 10 years because you know a if a male had this you know the birth that is a miracle <laughs> yeah 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 people would automatically realize that that's about as real as it gets and why would god do that because god's a sick fuck no. he obviously wants to fuck me as yeah. we've already kind of laid oh, out Jim. or at least i would like to think i would like to think i there's a god in the world that would want to have sex with me so uh, maybe it's that one <laughs> all right final would you rather would you rather have a miracle on every Christmas but a huge tragedy every New Year's Eve or cars can only stop by crashing? So I think the miracle tragedy, how those scales align with one another, I'll say it's not always proportional. Sometimes the miracle will be smaller than the tragedy and sometimes the tragedy will be smaller than the miracle. But those two days will now live uh, as a worldwide known thing that some crazy thing is going to happen on Christmas and something bad is going to happen on the, the oh you mean Eve. as a world event yeah sure oh or it could just be anything like a, a volcano could fucking you know explode on the on New Year's Eve 
and then a miracle. Like, well, there's probably a tragedy that happens every damn day to some degree. I think they have to be bigger than just like a normal type of tragedy. Like everybody's life is tragic in a way, but like a true, you know, uh, d- divine intervention type of tragedy. Okay. Uh, cars can only stop by crashing. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't, that's like really expensive though. Even if you're in an Uber, they have to crash the car. Just for you? Are we talking? If you get into a car car and they accelerate, that car is crashing. You know in your heart that it's crashing (laughs) because it can't stop. And you you know, you put in your destination. And what type of miracles are we talking about? Like I said, those could be uh, in different uh, levels of, you know, severity, I guess is one way to put it. But it could be a widespread miracle like... I don't know, a village somewhere who is, is dying of some fucking disease is all of a sudden cured. Yeah. Or uh, every single person in New York City wakes up with a COVID test. <laughs> Miracles, you know, things that don't happen all the time. Um, and like I said, the tragedy could be anything. I mean, the Statue of Liberty could fall down. The fucking. Yeah, well, let's just go for the miracle. Yeah. yeah the tragedy. I think I would want that too, just because, like I said, I want a world where. There's more crazy shit going on. I want to go back to like biblical times where things are like really popping off. We live in such a mundane, banal world now. I want the the magic. I want people speaking to God fucking. Well, there wasn't a lot of tragedies biblical wise. Um, tra- I mean, the genocide of most nations in the world is kind of tragic through Christianity, right? Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm thinking more is far as the writing to the bible but oh yeah sure i mean in a way in a way it's the same thing i guess <laughs> the writings of the bible are about as uh responsible for the tragedies that That's everything true. else came out so yeah it's all playing in together so i would choose the miracle thing too you know if the tragedy is going to affect me then i'm glad to be a part of something bigger than myself at least that's what you're going to do too ah uh, yeah okay um so dad ghibli all grown up We've uh, reached bits, skits, and sequel ideas. Uh, did you have anything? No? Just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I always like to ask. Um, I think we should do a nativity scene, even though we're uh, like two weeks removed from Christmas and a week removed from uh, New Year's Eve. I think we should still dip into the, the birth of Christ. But I think we should be homeless people, like walking in on the nativity thing. I think that would be funny. Really? Yeah, like homeless people in Bethlehem. During the night of the nativity. <laughs> Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, sure. Why not? Maybe not, but, you know, let's try <laughs> yeah. it out. All right. I'm going to start a timer. All right. Three, two, one. Ah, Joseph, we're really living the life out here. Just sitting out, looking at the stars, having a great night. I'm glad I'm here with you, buddy. <laughs> Are you musky? No. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's a little deeper as Musky. <laughs> Musky's a little deeper, you know. Yeah, it's great. Really great out here. Yeah, that's, this is pretty much everything I could wish for. You know, being homeless in Bethlehem, they say it was going to be a mess. They said there was uh, plagues and there was people stealing shit. But, you know, it seems like a pretty cool place. Uh, I even saw some, uh, some caravan coming in early. A bunch of dudes on camels. Seemed like they were, you know, selling something, maybe. They were bringing a bunch of shit, that's for sure. Hey, what? look over there. It, I think I see s- something with some wings. Is that is that an angel? Holy shit! You're not kidding! Oh, and those were the, 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 the dudes with the camels that I was talking about. 
hey, look, they're, they're, they got some uh, frankincense and myrrh and, uh, you know. Is he putting a gold chain on that baby? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a pretty big chain for that baby. Yeah, I don't think we, he can we, hold that. We might want to get, uh, you know, go over to the, the manger over there and see if uh, maybe we can lift that. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> then we would be able to buy more wine. Since yeah. obviously we're about to run all out. Okay. Um. Well, f- you just said that was a fucking angel. So I think this is maybe a little bigger than uh, than we're used to. But let's uh, let's wait it out. So uh, cut to uh, Joseph uh, looking over the manger. You know, Mary's holding the baby. Joseph, isn't this this the most beautiful child you've ever seen? Yes, it is. I swear, if it was you, you know, it would have been just as great of a baby. But I know that you couldn't get it hard. Yeah. And <laughs> God help me. God helped us in our quest for a baby because you couldn't get hard, Joseph. Yes. Well, you know, they still haven't invented Viagra yet, but whatever. But What? What is Viagra? I don't know. I had some kind of... The angel is like nudging you. It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You can't talk about that yet. I had visions of a time when men like myself would be able to achieve a full erection. Joseph, those are are just stories in your mind. Peter, my angel friend, is it true that, you know, there will be a day that uh, Joseph will be able to be full mass and maybe give me a child that isn't uh, a beautiful baby Jesus? Um, I'm not quite sure that there will ever be a time that, that Joseph will be able to uh, achieve such a such a feat, but you have the responsibility of being a good uncle, of being a good man to this baby, uh, regardless of whether your penis works. So, fucking, uh... You know, they go off. I guess Joseph has a fit because he's he's getting picked on for having uh, no ability to get blood to his penis. And the the my homeless guy goes up. It's like, all right, buddy, let's go. So we we are crawling on all the fours up to the 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 manger scene or the the manger. And you know, there's a there's a bright light coming off of this baby. It's obviously he's just this this biblical figure. Whoa, that's some shiny ass gold on that baby. I can't believe it. So, do we just? I mean, we don't take the baby, right? No, man. We can't care for a baby. <laughs> yeah, we can barely take care of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, uh, I'll, I'll start slipping off this uh, this chain and take it off. And there's like some other jewelry. They put like a little bracelet on him. I'm just slipping it on too. And I, I grab the baby's wrist like, hey, buddy, look at this. And I like pretend that baby Jesus is jerking off. Kind of like in the hangover. <laughs> what? <laughs> baby Jesus jerking off, right? That's what they call this kid. <laughs> is it funny no <laughs> baby jerking off <laughs> yeah sure yeah. Uh, then uh then uh the, the the angel comes back hey what are you guys doing hey, get away from that baby uh my homeless guy picks up the baby oh what hey hey <laughs> motherfucker i know uh i know you're 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 i don't like those wings and you feel kind of dangerous do you have one of those flaming swords they're talking about <laughs> Maybe, but I don't want to take it out, and I don't want to do anything that would harm this baby, so I'll take the baby off your hands and I'll let you go. You just have to hand him over. (laughs) Should I give him the baby back? Yeah, I think you should, man. I don't want to deal with these angels. Yeah, the the flaming sword thing kind of freaked me out. I I remember hearing that about Eve. So, (laughs) all right, angel man, I'm going to toss you the baby, and we're going to run in the other direction, and if you try to come after us... (laughs) I guess I'll come back and fucking take the baby again. Don't throw the baby, but please hand him over. 
I throw the baby. <laughs> I toss the baby up in the air, and uh, the, the the angel Peter catches up. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh! Why did you do that? I told you not to throw the baby. The baby starts fucking crying. Oh, see what you did? Now this fucking thing is never gonna shut up. <laughs> uh, Mary comes back from, uh, I guess, trying to make uh, what's his face Joseph feel better. <laughs> what is going on? Who are these men? Peter? Are they trying to steal my baby? Yeah, they are. Oh, we are. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this guy is. I fucking point at you. <laughs> All right, buddy, come on, let's go, let's get out of here. Um, I guess cut forward sixteen years. Uh, I'm teenage Jesus, and then Joe comes or Joseph comes into the room. What's up, Uncle Joe? What's happening? I don't know, old man. You're coming into my room without knocking, so obviously you have something you want to do. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell you uh, I'm not really your dad. I knew you weren't. I mean, <laughs> I called you uncle. I feel like you're kind of also losing your mind. Oh, Uncle Joe. <laughs> hey, Mom, can you get Uncle Joe out of here? He seems to have uh, sort of a senile moment. <laughs> uncle Joe, listen, it, we... I'm not going to be uh, doing this whole carpenter thing for very long. <laughs> you know, I know that you've been asking me to uh, make these benches and shit, but I'll be honest, I met a girl, and uh, I think I kind of want to hang out with her more than I want to be a carpenter. What do you have to say about that, old man? It's not in the cards for you. You're not going to marry. Mm, I am going to marry, because yeah. I'm going to put a baby in Mary. You know what I'm saying? What? What? Well, maybe not, but, you know, I, I haven't lost my virginity yet. Honestly, Uncle Joe, I really want to. But Mary is my girlfriend. Did you not know? Mary? Which Mary is this? Obviously not my fucking mother. <laughs> <laughs> Mary in town. How many people have, I mean, how many people do have the name Mary in Bethlehem? Probably a lot, right? Yeah, well, you know, it became a popular name after you were born. True, true. <laughs> So I, uh, I, I guess cut to me on a date with, uh, with Mary and I'm just like kicking a rock down the, the, the streets of Bethlehem. My uncle just, he just doesn't understand. My mom doesn't get me. Pretty sure my dad is God. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with myself. They want me to be a carpenter. What the heck am I going to do with that? Well, maybe you should just go on the road, meet up with some dudes, start a cult. I like the first part of that. <laughs> I didn't like the other part. The cult, you know, I'm not there yet. Being 16, I don't think I could be a cult leader. But I like the idea of hitting the road. Mary, do you want to join me? No. What the, what? What do you mean? We're, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I told you I loved you. Yeah. But... You touched me below the belt. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm thinking that I just want to have a home and have a few uh, kids. Mary, I mean... I don't want to be rude, but I don't Why see... Why don't you just take off and start a religion or something? Why don't you become a prostitute, bitch? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I run off in the other direction. And I guess I do run away. And I, I let's cut forward to just me, you know, fucking drunk in some city street. And I look over and I see two homeless guys. Hey! <laughs> nice chain! <laughs> We could stop there since we'll go for a full circle. <laughs> yeah, telling Mary to uh, telling Mary to go be a prostitute after she told me to be a religion. That's that's sad. That's the teenage drama that I don't think we got in the Jesus story. No, that's definitely... where's teenage Jesus years. Why haven't we heard that story? Are they do they talk about the teenage years of Jesus? No, it's undocumented. Hmm. 
So he never like discovered his body in the Bible. He never had a coming of age moment. Well, I question that anyone really knew that he was, you know, the son of God. I I mean, I'm not saying he has to be the son of God to jerk off. I'm saying that Jesus at some point during his 33 years had to go through the, the, the process of being a teenager. I want to know, just like Young Sheldon is a popular show, I want to know Young Jesus. Uh, I'm not even going to speculate. No? You don't want to think about the, the age that Jesus I think was he like? Had, yeah, I think he had other things on his mind. <laughs> like what? <laughs> At 16? <laughs> I guess being a carpenter. He was trying to save us from our sins. At 16? Yeah. I think Jesus wanted pussy at one point in his life. Obviously, he wanted a little. Well, you know, there's always the people that... You know, the story that Mary Magdalene and him sort of, you know, well, wasn't that the whole thing with the, um, what was that book? Dan Brown. Oh, the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. That was what the whole movie was about? Yeah. Jesus had yeah. sex with Mary? Yeah. There was, yeah. Well, not oh, Mary. Oh, had babies yeah, and had kids yeah, and right. the lineage of yeah, Jesus. exactly. Yes. Now I remember that the Da Vinci Code was about that. Yeah. I mean, do you think he only had sex with Mary? Do you think that was the only person Jesus had sex with? He was a he was a virgin before her. I would have to think so. Yeah, that's tough, dude. To be the Messiah and to only have sex probably once, if at all. Isn't that why priests are celibate? You'd know better than me. I just think they, you know, I think priests uh, are pedophiles. So, <laughs> so maybe that might be the reason Yikes. why they're nice. Yeah. At least not hooking up with yeah. uh, of age people. Yeah, that hasn't proved to be a good. Uh... A good thing for the priesthood. No. No. Anybody who suppress sexual desire, then you're just asking for trouble. I think, yes. I would even say if Jesus was having more sex before he died, he probably would have lived. The first time. He would have came back regardless, but no, like, he, he, <laughs> he needed to die. <laughs> he would have, I think, I like the idea of the Scorsese version where he is tempted by, you know, whatever, and he does become a normal guy. Jesus, like, revokes his, his, his potential of being the coming, the second coming. Oh, I didn't think he revoked it. Well, I think that was what the end of that movie was. Like, he has a vision of what it would have been like if he was yeah. moved over to the other well, side. Well, I think he, at one point, he yells out, why have you forsaken me, or something to that effect. Mm. Yeah, because he's a virgin, and he's like, why are you not letting me get laid, Dad? <laughs> no, because he's getting nailed on the cross. <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to nail somebody else, and he's not, he's, he's, he's getting nailed himself. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's something I think is worth speculating. The idea, the young thing is like popping off right now. Like I said, young Sheldon, young Rock, young Jesus would be good with conservatives. I think it would be. I think it'd be very telling. I think it would also teach a lot of people the lessons that maybe they forgot from the Bible. <laughs> Put Jesus in a high school setting. I think that's really what I'm trying to say. I need like a Riverdale Jesus story. Well, he's supposed to come. You know, the second coming. And hopefully he'll also be able to come a second time. <laughs> yeah, once he finally makes it back, uh, Dad. Let's 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 maybe not Probably speculate. Be a TikTok star or something. And uh... I think every historical figure who would come back from the dead would have to be a historical figure, or uh, excuse me, a star on TikTok. Yeah, I don't think you could say anybody. Gandhi, Stalin, fucking obviously Hitler as a skeleton. Have we made the joke before? Well, wasn't there a TV show that? Yeah. God was like oh. on social media or something to that. Yeah, God is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't fucking believe that when I saw that commercial, dude. That, that, I haven't watched a single bit God of that show. God friend requested me. 
That's so sad. And I wish the whole premise of the show was that this guy got duped into believing that it was God and it wasn't actually him and he was just taking advice from some fucking catfish. But yeah, I can't earnestly look at that show and, you know, not make fun of it. So dad, put him on the Rushmore. We have uh, two up this week and it's kind of hard. One is maybe more so easier than the other, but let's start off with the easy one. So the unhomed movie Rushmore or unhoused, a homeless, however you want to you know, designate them. Uh, would Tokyo Godfathers beat out A, Pursuit of Happiness, B, The Fisher King, C, Trading Places, or D, The Soloist? Hmm. I don't remember what The Soloist was. The Soloist was Jamie Foxx uh, as a violinist who is discovered oh, by... Oh, yes, yes. I saw that movie. Yes. Robert Downey Jr. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think it's going to touch Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, no. Trading Places, I remember... Doesn't Dan Aykroyd get some Jamie Lee Curtis pussy in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that movie, if I remember that correctly. I don't yeah. think Jamie I've, Lee goes topless in that movie. That's I do that's remember a, that, dude. Yeah. I remember that from, like, early childhood. Like, you guys put that movie on, and, like, him hooking up with Jamie Lee Curtis was always something that I remembered. <laughs> but it's either, what, the Fisher King or the Soloist, who is the weakest link here? Yeah. I haven't seen... I've seen parts of The Soloist. I don't think I've seen The Fisher King. Unless it happened I have, in the background. but I've been so long, yeah. I think Robin has his dick out in that movie, right? Oh, I'm almost positive Robin Williams has his dick I out. I don't in remember movie. that. I'm going to look that up. But you 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 can deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams dick Fisher King. I'm almost positive he gets naked in that movie. You always come up with these like uh things where people either, you know, Obscure facts about people exposing themselves. Yeah, because I I'm uh, I'm a polyglot. I'm yeah. I'm learning all this <laughs> shit about dicks on the internet. Obviously, I've been thinking about it from a, from a Christian standpoint too. Like that's my scholarship. I don't go to school anymore. I'm a dumb twenty six. You know all the seedy facts about like all these stars and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like any kind of sexual impropriety that they might have committed. You're pretty much attuned to that stuff yeah yeah that's me you know <laughs> am i you know am i a problem or am i problematic no, I i'm problematic i'm a problem I, I think i had to make that very obvious that i am uh so what you think it's not going to get on there i actually i would want to put it on i, I don't think i'm most gonna take off the soloist if i'm gonna pick any of them yeah. i'm just gonna pick the most recent one yeah or i think that's the most recent one yeah so I'm done. I'm down with the solace going off because I, I think this is a good movie and one of the only ones that portray um, homeless people in this way with a lot of emotion and care. So I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this one, though, might be a little hard Rushmore wise. So the Christmas movie Rushmore, does it beat out A, A Wonderful Life, B, Home Alone, C, Die Hard? And I put Die Hard on there just because everyone says it's a Christmas movie. So it's almost forced its way onto this uh, list in my mind. And then I had D, Elf. But it's also miscellaneous because the Christmas thing, everybody seems to have their favorite. This could be, you know, the Santa Claus. This could be fucking any of the reindeer movies. So I, it's hard for me to put it on this list. Yeah. Because of the misc. I, I'm just going to say no because there's just so many. Because there's actually, what's that one we watch? It's called the Christmas a Christmas movie, you know? With, yeah. Yeah. The Christmas story. I would put like that. that one up there before Die Hard. Yeah, I, I, I think I would even maybe put that over Home Alone. The reason I put Die Hard is because in the discussion of Christmas, yeah. everyone always brings up Die Hard. Right. So it feels like part of the zeitgeist it needs to be right. on the Rushmore at least. But yeah, I don't think Tokyo Godfathers has quite as much Christmas juice 
as something else. Even yeah. the Grinch would beat out this movie. Yeah, you know, ten times over. So or even like you know Rudolph or Rudolph. Any of the, yeah, stop. Pete Miser. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I unfortunately, mean, as a kid, those were classic. Yeah, those ones are. It's unimpeachable. I mean, incommensurable. Did you guys it? used to like watching those? Like, was yeah. that like a special thing for you guys to watch those movies during that time or? Special is a is a loaded word. I don't know if I put so much gravity on it. Because when I was a kid, like that was like every year you looked forward to like watching Rudolph. It was like this Sunday or Saturday, Rudolph's coming on, man, and you were just like psyched, man. Yeah. You were just like, all right, we're gonna watch it, and freaking you know, Bumbles and the freaking uh, what was the. Uh, the elf that was a dentist. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like, would have missed the toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think those movies were primarily like the elves, the Grinches, all the live action early 2000s stuff. Those were the ones that became, uh, I guess, more frequent in my mind than all the stop motion ones, although those were classic. I think we had those on we VHS had, or something like that. We had that. The, the, the Grinch DVD. Yeah. So that you, lived in DVD, the car for right? a while. Yeah. So you guys could watch those at any time. So it didn't become like, this was pre, you know, mm -hmm. VHS, all that stuff. I mean, it just came on TV. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you flicking channels is like a thing of the past. Who fucking does that anymore? Uh, so dad. I don't know. I flick through freaking Netflix suggestions for like a half an hour and can't pick a damn thing. Yeah, you we there's no like watching the thing as you flip through it. You just look at the the poster yeah. and the short trailer they give you and you move on. The problem is, is I always get like I go, yeah, I think I'm gonna watch this, but let me just see what's on the next line. Like I keep going, then I go down the line, yep. and next thing you know, I'm five deep, and then I can't remember what I had originally thought about watching. It's sad. Yeah, the 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 thing with choices is once you have too many, you almost have none at all, and that seems to be especially the case with online uh, TV services. The thing I find myself doing now is watching the older, you know, classics that I grew up watching, mm. and uh, because I sort of I know what they're about, like I'm always disappointed if I put something on that's new, and it's just like ah. Oh. This sucks. I, I don't even want to watch this. You know what I mean? Then I feel committed to watching it, mm -hmm. and then I just feel like I wasted two hours or something. So, Well, we just recently watched... I mean, I'm not like... I've talked about this before, how I do know a bunch of shit about movies, but I don't actually watch all that many movies. But the recent one that we watched, The Lost Daughter, was kind of a bonkers movie. And I wish this was a, a, a platform where we could really talk about that one. But yeah, the, the movie thing, I don't know. I'm yeah, not well, that was it. one of the movie where I watched it, but I I kept feeling like, yeah, I had wasted my time watching it. Like I felt like I had to watch it, and uh, but at the same point, I wanted to not watch it. Yeah, Is that weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, once it's a, a two and a half hour affair, you're sort of bought in at that point, yeah. and you you are forcing your way through it because if you quit a movie, it feels even worse. Yeah. If yeah. I start a movie and watch halfway through it, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, it, it feels almost worse than like quitting a book, yeah. which actually is the worst feeling maybe. But <laughs> dad, I'm done talking about this movie. Uh, and I'm trying to make this one my own. So let's do a, a, a quick live action Netflix recast so we can get you back in a, an oatmeal bath and uh, get you some more, yeah. some more neural fucking rub on your back. Right. So dad, right away, Bay. Uh, do you think Michael Bay has any interest in making his own Christmas movie? Nah, I can't see him doing it. No, but I would be interested in a Bay Christmas movie. I think that'd be fun. I don't think he would do it. I don't even know what the story would be, but a Bay-directed uh, Christmas movie. 
I don't know. I'm kind man. of in, I'm kind of there. I don't see him doing something like that. I don't either. But do we see anybody <laughs> we ever talk about doing anything we suggest? Um, what who, is he going to have? Transformer Christmas or something? And oh, uh, <laughs> no, that would be too loud and like Bumblebee. Crazy. You know, they, they, you know, it's just all the 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 Bay universe. It's the Bad Boys guys, Pain and Gain. You know, The Rock, Mark Wahlberg, all these people just hanging out. So if we're not going to do Bay. Oh, who, like the Michael Bay Universe. Yeah, Michael Bay Universe <laughs> Christmas. That'd be perfect. that would be funny if directors just started like incorporating all their stories together and they sort of mashed them in together and do a Tarantino characters. thing from yeah. the start. Yeah. Yeah, more people should consider their work to be like a continuation <laughs> of the last thing. Even Paul Thomas Anderson does that. Yeah. He has like in his new Licorice Pizza. I think one of the characters from Boogie Nights lives somewhere on that movie. Or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I read Tarantino. something like that too. Yeah, it was uh, Juliana Moore, who was uh, her character. Oh, okay. Mm. Love her in uh, Magnolia. You call me lady. <laughs> 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 That's the only role I think about her when I think about her. Yeah. Uh, so, who did you have as your director? If we're not going to do Bay, I had John Favreau. I think this is perfect. Yeah. I think this is like the Disney seal of approval. Yeah. Family Man, John Favreau. I well, think he's already done a Christmas movie too. What did Elf. he do? Elf. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so he he has all the uh, the tools. To but the I, tools I think he off. could do this one well. Easy, absolutely. Yeah. He would kill this movie. Uh, who did you have as your uh, gin? I had Josh Brolin. I think as now that I'm looking at the picture and I see his face, I yeah. did like this one. I was a big fan. for some weird. I mean, that's the thing. I, as soon as I saw his face, I. Instantly thought of Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. and whether that's actually a good casting or not, I don't know. But I just, for some reason, when I look at him, I think that instantly think of Josh Brolin. I think I could see Brolin in a role like that. Yeah. I mean, he's just a drunk, you yeah. know, dejected dude. Yeah. Uh, I had Paul Sun Hyung, who is going to be the new Uncle Iroh in the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender live action series. He was also in Kim's Convenience Store as one of uh, the main characters. So. I was, uh, when I saw this guy, I was like, that's about perfect for me. I mean, the fact that he's in the Uncle Iroh role, too, made it especially uh, worthy for me, considering that's one of my favorite quote-unquote anime yeah. projects. Um, who did you have as your Hannah? And I kind of love this pick for you. <laughs> Harry Styles. I think this is one of your most galaxy brain picks I've ever fucking seen. Because Harry Styles, with the discourse around him, you know, being in photo shoots with dresses and shit. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what I saw. That he was on Vogue wearing uh, the dress, and, and, and for some reason, I was like, "Yeah, that'll work." This would win critical acclaim. If Harry Styles was <laughs> Hannah. I'm dead serious. This would be the opposite of uh, the Jared Leto thing in um, Dallas Buyers Club. And I had him as like a joke pick in case you wanted to burn the world down. You like throw Jared Leto at this one. Um, but I had Patty Harrison who is uh, an up-and-comer, and she's been in a lot of stuff lately. She is, uh, at least in the thing that I most recently saw was I Think You Should Leave, which is like a, a Well, comedy. I was surprised, though, because, what I mean, she's a woman, so... She's trans. She's a transgender... Are you serious? She's a transgender woman. Yeah, Patty Harrison is... That's the thing, though, with this particular casting is I think Hannah is pre-op transition. Yeah, right. So it would work make more sense with Oh, Harry. well, that makes sense now, because I was like, why would you cast a woman? But... Yeah. But she's a, yeah, she's Jeez. a woman, yeah. Patty Harrison. I was I was surprised too. But the <laughs> the one that you have up here is maybe my favorite, and it's just for one reason. Uh, who did you have as your Miyuki? Uh, uh, Maya Erskine. 
I fucking I'm sure we mentioned this when we looked up Pen15, but like that's a f- hilarious. That her I last know. Name is well, I even when I for some reason when I looked at her, of course she's probably not as cute as the picture, but um, is this picture of her of the character in, oh, in the oh, movie? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I was yeah. gonna say in this picture she looks yeah awful. Well, but uh, I was I knew who she was, but I didn't realize that her last name was Erskine either. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect pick. In yeah. my mind, Maya can continue to play a 15-year-old in my mind uh, <laughs> for this role. Yeah. And I had uh, Haley Steinfeld, who I'm had, I've used her in a couple other things, yeah. but I uh, I think, you know, she, she rounded out the cast for me pretty well. Yeah. And she's, you know, riding high off that Hawkeye love. Yeah. I no, think, I like her. Yeah. She's good by me. Uh, so, Dad, last call for alcohol. Was there uh, any final questions for the director? Anything you wanted to uh, say to the the late great Satoshi Kon before we send it over to Musky and his baby? Uh, actually, I did. Um, there's a part in the movie when Musky, shut up! <laughs> hey, sorry, man, that's not my fault. Ah, that robotic cry, please, Musky, it's piercing right through my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is, I don't know, this is where we have to draw the line with this bar, dude. This baby is going to be around here. But sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) Can't bring babies in bars, Muskie. Especially if it's a half-human, half-fucking fake baby hybrid who's only cries. (laughs) This is a shit show. No, but when Jin um, is getting the shit kicked out of him by those kids, Mm -hmm. they steal his money. Yep. But then he ends up getting up, and he gets the money back. How did he? It didn't explain how he got the money back. Like he just go up to him and grab it, and then of course he's he's basically found on the ground. You know, I think it's insinuated that he gets in another fight with them. He goes back and fights him for the money, gets it, and then you know uh, d- d- goes into that alley to pass out for yeah. him to be found. But well, I think that seems was unlikely that he would be able to then you know. After taking a beating, get up, run after him, get take the a, four dudes. get the get the money, take another beating, yeah. found laying on the ground, yeah. and then you know get saved by the the trans. I don't think she. I think that might have been the only woman who was in that drag thing. It seemed like there was a mixture of like people who were doing drag, and then because she was found by he was found by the angel. Remember? Yeah, but it, it, I don't it, think it was, she, that was a. Uh, he was no. He thought it was an angel, but it was just one of the people from. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that actual character was a woman, but they were in right with a bunch of right. other people. Yeah, but uh, I just thought it was sort of unexplained. All of a sudden, he just had the money again, and it was just like it. It never, you know, you just see him get back up, but yeah. all of a sudden, it's like what? So what? He kicked their ass and took the money back. Maybe he found like Good a lead Jen. pipe yeah, and yeah. killed them. <laughs> he fucking beat their heads in, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't want to show it. That would have been a, a really a nasty turn uh, if somebody got murdered in this movie. Did you notice one of the cool things in the in the scene when he meets the old man, and there's the wind uh, little things, and they they're spinning, and mm. then when he thinks he dies, they stop, and then all of a sudden he comes back to life, and they spin again. It reminded yeah. me of the Howl's Room a little bit, just like the the cacophony of yeah. different things going on. But that's just another thing that. Satoshi Khan does you know what I mean he just has these little symbolisms and you know you see things that represent what's happening in the in the shot did you see that some of the buildings apparently look like faces I remember yeah, they, I didn't notice that in the movie no but I, read I didn't about either it. yeah that they and he sort of implied that they were gods looking down on the mm. on the people or something or and uh, did you notice that the tag 
of the keychain was twelve twenty five. Apparently, that number is kind of all throughout that movie. Like the yeah. twelve twenty five is yeah. well, well, the angel too. I mean, there's mm. the angel. Like um, I don't know if that's the club, but then the cat's name was Angel. Mm-hmm. There's references to the angel. Um, the uh, the license plate of the Yakuza boss O eight eight nine I think it was is apparently like a number code for the Yakuza. Did you hear read about that too? Oh, no. How that was like a, a syndicator because apparently eight eight nine or something like that is um, is supposed to reference the Yakuza. So that was like a hint right there that he was a mob boss. But there's so many examples of this. Satoshi Kon is such an inc- brilliant mind that. Uh, was taken from us way too long. Yeah. It's really too bad. But hopefully it will uh, inspire the the next Satoshi Kon to take on the anime game. <laughs> Who that may be, I'm not quite sure. I don't think there's going to be another one. I don't think so either. I think he was a, a singular. I think Miyazaki's the last of his kind. And, um, you know, after watching Demon Slayer, Slayer, you know, yeah. that's just like going to be the new face of anime. And I mean, I guess it's still it's not kind of the new face of anime, but I mean, it's just sort of where contemporary I mean, stuff yeah. is i mean if you do 500 million you don't you know basically everyone's going to try to yeah if you do 500 million you are the face of anime yeah you're exactly. you're pretty much where they are yeah, that's what what the, the people want so yeah i i really hope uh we get some traditionalists to be honest with you i think the animation thing the further we go into cgi is the further we delve into the the, the rings of hell in my mind yeah because who's doing? I mean, I don't even think Disney's doing hand-drawn animation anymore. No, I, they just do those animated fucking um, like in Kento, uh, Luca. Yeah, all yeah, those it's 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 a lost art form now. I mean, mm-hmm. other than I guess are the Japanese and well, South Korea's doing art. They do. I mean, everybody still does some hand-drawn stuff, but a lot of it is assisted with anime or with uh, digital stuff. Hand, yeah. I mean, Miyazaki has a new movie coming out. I heard. Yeah. So maybe he'll uh, he'll remind us just how great it really is once it finally yeah. makes itself known. Um, so let's let's bring over the the new dad himself. Hey, Muskie, you wanna? Uh, is the baby asleep? Yeah, motherfucker, stop yelling! <laughs> You're not helping either. <laughs> All right, Muskie. So you want to give us the lowdown on this baby, like? Well, I mean, I kind of explained it. I tried to throw the body away. I found the baby inside it. It was covered in semen. You know, I watched the baby off and started crying. Am I supposed to just take this at face value? So, uh, my head is spinning right now. I'm I'm shook. So is this baby going to be around, Muskie? Muskie, is that baby plugged into the wall? Look what you did. Look what you did. You wake it up. Yes, it's plugged into the wall. I got to charge it. <laughs> so it's being charged. Do you so, feed that thing, Muskie? No. Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet if I should be feeding it. Because it seems to have one human arm and one human leg, and then the other ones are plastic. And then it does have... What? Yeah. I don't want to show it to you because it kind of freaks me out. But Are it, you uh, saying it's some type of cyborg? Well, half human, you, half freaking robot. You know, old Muskie's got some uh, got a powerful seed, and uh, you know, I, I make miracles happen in the bedroom. Obviously, what? I hear you guys talk about miracles out here. I fucking made a miracle in my goddamn girlfriend, who uh, who's I don't a know doll. If that's if we a need miracle, a... Muskie. That sounds like a you're Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, well, well, you know, how many dudes are going to be able to do that? Who, who could get a, an in, inanimate object pregnant like me? <laughs> really? Think about it. I don't know, Muskie. I don't know if you want that power. <sighs> Sounds like Satan's seed to me. How many of your socks have come alive? Has <laughs> <laughs> your laundry, have you just like given given rise to a bunch of different, you know, demons here in the world covered in your cum? Not that I've seen, but you know, I'm uh, I'm actually one not to wear socks, so yeah, it was never really my thing. I'm more of a wall guy. That's really gross, Muskie. I don't know if you know what he's talking about, Dad, but he was implying. I'm not gonna even say it, Muskie. Can you at least promise us that this baby is uh, not gonna be something that keeps interrupting us during the show? Yeah, I think I can. Uh, I think I can manage that. I mean. I'll probably bring the baby home. I've been keeping it here since me and Rory are still in the rocks. So I'm trying to, you know, not piss him off any more than I already am. So, yeah, guys, trust me. It's all going to be good. This baby is going to be part of our crew. We're going to have a great time. So you and Rory are still, you know, buds? Yeah. Like I said, it's a little icy. He knows about the baby, and I've asked him to be the godfather. And he <laughs> he said, I don't want anything to do with you, dirty fucking doll. And he called me a loser again. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, I listened back to the episode that you guys did the other week, and what he said to me was pretty mean. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a big man. I'm a big, I'm a dad now. So uh, <laughs> I'm kind of learning on the fly. Good for you, Muskie. I'm glad you're taking uh, fatherhood, you know, right on the chin, as you should. <laughs> but we got to go there, buddy. So keep your fucking gross-ass doll baby at home, please, and thank you. Um, sure. Just, uh, the, the kid's name is, um, I guess Brock. <laughs> Call him that. Brock now. It, it's, Brock? It's, yeah, he's, he's Brock, my little, my little fake baby. <laughs> so <laughs> show him some respect. All right. Sounds good. I'm glad we uh, at least gave the thing a name. Um, so, Dad, let's... Let's get outside. I don't want to hear this baby anymore. So let's wait for this Uber and uh, hit notes and errata as we're uh, cleaning this thing up to the end. So anything that you want to bring up before we go? Um, no. No. I only want to mention that I still have the ambition to do a first 50 episode. Um, whether that comes after another episode or we take a... I guess another two weeks sabbatical. I doubt that's going to be the case, but I still want to do it. Uh, it's just going to take some time to put the Yeah, right. Because I, I have actually more time now that we're heading into slow season of work, so I will be not working as much, so it won't be as hard. Right. So hopefully that'll be on the horizon. I just wanted to uh, cool. bring that up again since I talked about it in the, the previous one. So, Dad, let's do the uh, the Jackson Maine through the window. So, uh, Jackson Maine through the window. Hey! What's your wine writing? I'm going to give it... Uh, it wasn't bad. It was all right. Uh, I'll give it three and a half Christmas miracles. Beautiful. I'll do, I'll do three out of five. Are there uh, miracles during every Christmas? I'm sure somewhere in the world. I guess the, the whole miracle of the birth of Christ is, you know, the ultimate miracle. Oh, maybe we should name Muskie baby Christ. Hmm. No. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want it. You could be Chris. No. Chris the Chris the cum baby. Chris the cum doll baby. No? No? It doesn't ring? Well, maybe Chris Kringle. Yeah, that's true. December boy. Yeah. That's... that's. Oh. He, <laughs> he's the reincarnation maybe, of Santa. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Santa. That's bad. Did he die? I didn't know he could be reincarnated before know, he man. died. But I'll do, uh, I'll do three out of five um, well, isn't Android babies. This? The Santa Claus, isn't there like a new Santa that... Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Muskie signed some paperwork that he didn't mean to and sacrificed his firstborn. 
Maybe, I mean, this is kind of divine intervention anyways, the fact that this thing was born with at least two human limbs. I don't know what the head looks like, but yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it three out of five um, uh, babies. Uh, fake babies. <laughs> fake. <laughs> fake cum babies. Uh, so just like always, we have no fucking idea what we're doing. Hopefully on the other end, we'll be able to figure it out. But until then, we will just have to see you next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, and don't drink a drive.